0: hey everybody uh thanks for tuning in to this episode um i think this one's probably just going to be one where i really just share my heart um so if you're up for that ride (laughs) welcome to it buckle in and let's go Hey guys, I'm Shay, a three-wing two on the Enneagram that finds her home in Atlanta, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to create an ongoing conversation about the tensions of following Jesus in today's culture. Join me and many others as we have conversations that challenge and inspire us to follow Jesus in our day and age. This is Just Shay. So about a month. I don't know, a month and a half ago, um, I woke up, and some people will be like, wait, what? I woke up to hearing the Lord's voice. It was not one of those audible voices, but it was this awareness that he was speaking to me. And honestly, it kind of threw me off. There's just no other way to say that. But he basically just said, Shay, um, I'm about to test you which is, like, not the word that you want to get. Like, we love the words that are full of jubilee and (laughs) words of celebration and breakthroughs on the way. I'm the same. You're not the only one that loves those. Um, I love those. Um, There was this aspect and a component to his voice saying that to me that morning that knew he was being kind. There was this awareness that he didn't have to tell me basically what he just told me. Um, I often liken it to when you're on an airplane and the pilot so graciously um, gets on and just says, Hi, everybody, would you please just buckle your belts? Um, Most of the time nowadays, you just have to keep them buckled. But there was a time frame where you could actually leave them unbuckled for two seconds. But he just out of his kindness, would say, just to let everybody know, we're probably going to experience some turbulence that's about to come. Please, you know, remain in your seatbelt. Then there's the other times on planes. Maybe you haven't experienced this, and to God be the glory. um, There's these other moments when you're just cruising along, and you could be buckled up or not buckled up, and you just hit this patch of turbulence that you just feel like your life is about to to just, you know, go before you like you're seeing the movie of your life and going, Oh gosh, what have I done with it? And, you know, all the all the eternal questions that hit when you're like, oh my gosh, and you're just scared and you don't know what's gonna happen. Um and you feel like you're falling, you know, ten feet in the air and that's just kind of freaky, let's be honest. So there's those moments in this walk with the Lord, and I think there's actually both, but that's you know, you can like that or not. But in his kindness, he said, Shay, um, you're going into testing. I'm testing you. And on the other side of that moment, I was just like, Lord, thank you. Help. Like, help me navigate whatever I'm about to walk into. Um, and honestly, that day felt normal. I didn't feel like, okay, this is a test. Like, I don't feel, you know, like I'm the holy and anointed like Shay walking down the street it's just regular life regular life's happening I'm going to the church building and praying I'm seeking God like what does this look like what do you want to do with my life um how do I lay it down before you and other things right so like life just felt normal <laughs> oh 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 but um there was this awareness of, like, thank you, Lord, for that word. I don't know what's about to happen or what's about to come my way, but thank you that I could have the warning that it's here and it's actually you testing me, which is, like, a whole nother tangent uh, that I won't go into because that's not the point of this podcast episode. But um, so life just continued to happen. And, like, a week later, I found myself in kind of a tailspin inwardly. Um <laughs> I try to be as vulnerable as I can, and I'm not laughing because it's not a laughing matter, but it's also like, Shay was acting a little crazy. Let's just be honest, like, I had lots of insecurities popping up. I had lots of um, just, I don't know, unspoken pressure on myself of what to do with the building, how to do it, and um, lots of just like, why'd you even pick me? And like, just what we would call in, in my circle... Uh, and maybe your circle would known it as like just an orphan spirit, like an orphan mindset, where it was like insecurity, and why'd you pick me? And I'm feeling all these feels on the inside of me. Um, and it's nobody outwardly. like there was nobody outwardly provoking me to feel these thoughts or nobody was saying things to me. Like it literally just felt like my inner my inward inward world. Felt completely off And I went from feeling If you will Not that it's based on feelings But trying to explain where I was at Like I'm so Like ill-equipped And I'm full of insecurity And fear of man And all those things And so I, I like go the next week And I share it with the girls in my house Like I don't know what's going on I just feel like I'm insecure I feel like why did God pick me and I'm not the leader that he needed like I don't understand and (laughs) I literally said one morning to the Lord oh I hate that I said this but it's just the truth it's in that moment it felt really real I said Lord I I don't know why you're confident in your choice of me because everything was coming at me was against his choice of me. And he would speak to me in those moments and say, Shay, I'm, I'm confident in my choice of you. I'm, I'm delighted in my choice of you. And it's like, I could hear it in my head, but everything internally was just like, blah, like freaking out. And so I just did my best to not, you like, feel like I was being short with people. But on the inside, I was really struggling. I was struggling with um, just the view of myself and his decision in me at the end of the day so fast forward I go to Arizona this is like middle of April I'm sorry this has been about a month and a half ago um so I get on the plane I go we go to celebrate one of my roommates um birthdays with her family and we're just exhausted it was awesome I had such a good time Um, It was just nice. It was nice to get away from home and get away from what seems normal. Um, But previous to all of this, I got invited to go to England. And as I prayed and I sought the Lord, like, on whether I was to go or to not go, um, I felt like he kept saying, like, no, I I have somewhere else for you to be which on one hand is like, oh, great. That's cool. There's an excitement to not knowing. The other side of that coin is, no, I want to freaking go to England. Like, I want to go to England. I want to minister with my friends. Um, This would be awesome. I haven't traveled like internationally since 2020 for obvious reasons. Um, And just all the things. And so I really struggled to say no I I did say no But on the inside I was just kind of like I don't understand why I can't go But I knew I couldn't So I go to Arizona come back And in the middle of all this I I come back I sleep at my house in Atlanta for one day Or one night rather I hop on a plane the next day to fly to Portland, Oregon And um, I'm just like Exhausted, but I'm like excited because I'm gonna go see some of my closest friends. Like, I've known them for 15 plus years, um, and which is awesome. And I'm just excited, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, I just told the Lord multiple times, like, I was like, Lord, I need you to meet me, and I don't know what that's gonna look like, um, because I'm not God and I don't know what you have in store and planned. But I really, really, really need to meet you. Like, it's not a joke. And I told the girls um, just where I was at. I'm like, I need him because I need this inner chaos that I'm feeling to, like, be done with and be dealt with. Because it was like everything that I dealt with in years and years previous were all just coming up. Like, all of it was just, like, popping up in my thoughts. It's popping up in my heart. And I'm like, wait, what in the world is going on? I feel like I'm going a little little crazy. Um, And so that day, we had gone to the church, and we prayed early in the morning. And I was just like, Lord, like, I don't know what you're doing, but I really, really need you. And so I go to the airport. I go to the airport, and... Bless God. Delta is delayed for like another hour and I'm just like over it. I'm so tired and I'm like, I'm gonna go off. I'm gonna scream. I just need a moment to scream. I didn't, but boy oh boy did I feel that way. Um, So I get on the plane. I promise this is going somewhere. I get on the plane and I obviously go straight to the movies because that's just it's just kind of what I do. I'm like, oh, what movies are on here, you know? what? Well, because it's like a five-hour flight or something to Portland. So I was like, I'm definitely going to end up watching at least one movie. So I go through there, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then somewhere on the flight, I don't know, it's definitely like an hour or so in, I'd turn everything off, and I'd just sit there with the Lord. And I'm just like talking to him. Um, and I just, I'm like, Lord, I don't know what's going on, and I know that you told me you were testing me, but I don't even know if I'm passing. I don't even know. I feel like I've just gone 15 steps backwards on the inside. I know it's not the truth. I know that I'm doing what you've asked me to do. I know that my face is set on you. My heart is set on you, but I just feel so inwardly just, you know, wound up. And so... I just start talking to him, just so real and so vulnerable and just, like, all the things. Like, all the lies that I'm hearing, all of the uh, reasons I feel insecure, all the reasons um, that I just am like, I don't know why you picked me. Like, I really don't. Like, some people are like, oh, that's so humble. I don't really, I'm not even trying to be humble. I'm just being honest. Like, I really like at that point was like really questioning why did you pick me like I understand like that I love you and I understand I'm willing to follow you and that's really how you're looking for but like I'm on the outside going what the heck so I'm just like talking to him and I'm like man like I feel like a little orphan girl and I feel like I've had some advancement in this department like so where's just like all of all of it just is like I'm just talking to the Lord and talking to the Father. I'm talking to the Holy Spirit. I'm like, whoever wants to listen right now, that's who I'm going to talk to. Do I ever feel that way? Anyway, but so I just start sharing my heart and I hear, um, I refer to him as the Lord because I feel like that's usually typically the one I will hear first. Um, I don't know where you're at, but that's usually where I'll go. So I hear, like, in my spirit, man, you, you don't. He just starts talking to me, and I'm just like, God, I don't know if I need, you know, like a baptism of love, like, is that what this is? Like, I don't know if I need a baptism of fire, like, you need to come and purify my heart, you need to come and deal with my heart, like, come and, like, burn away the chaff, and burn away the insecurities, and burn away all the, you know, I did all that, and I was like, Lord, if I need a baptism of love, like, love the orphan out of me, and, you know, like, like, help me sit at, you know, the table, Help me sit at the table and know that you know I'm loved and you are confident in your choice of me and all these things are like very real and I'm like yes like I need all of this I do I still need it today like while well, I'm stinking recording this episode um, and so I'm sitting there and I'm just like praying and I'm like Lord whatever it is like please like like I just want you and I find myself in you know an airplane. Going, I just want you, God. I just need you, Jesus. Like, Holy Spirit, you gotta come. You gotta come and you gotta, you gotta meet me here. And and I just like was crying out, you know. And granted, I wasn't like screaming in an airplane. I was definitely having some moments where the guy's looking at me and I'm like, you know, I don't really care. <laughs> um, but the guy next to me is looking and I'm like, mm, don't care. But I have this moment where I I hear a voice in my spirit man and it says, Shay, you don't need a baptism of love. And I'm sure I do, so don't that's not because I've arrived anywhere. He says, You don't need a baptism of fire. And it's also because I haven't arrived, like, that's not, oh, you're perfect. You don't need anything. No, I need so much of that. He's like, in this moment, you need a baptism of worthiness. And I just sat there like, what? A baptism of worthiness. And I just sat there kind of just dumbfounded. Like, what does that even mean? Um, And he began to just speak to me. And he just said, "Shay, you know in your head that I'm worthy. And you've known in your heart that I'm the only one worthy. But you need to be renewed in your heart. You need to see my face. You need to look at my eyes and remember Um, and this kind of goes back to moments when I lived in Mozambique in a third world country um, and I had these pockets of time with the Lord where I would just cry and I would just cry and I would cry and the only thing that would come out of my mouth would be worthy, 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 like you're worthy, you're worthy and Like that, would that's it? It was like the best prayer I had in that season and in that moment. And I just sat there in the plane, like dumbfounded and like tears, just silent tears, just rolling down my eyes. And I'm like, I know you're worthy, though. Like, and it was just this conversation between me and the Lord, like, you know, I'm worthy, but you need to be renewed. You need to be baptized again in the reality that I am worthy, regardless of what you feel, regardless of the insecurities, regardless of the lies, regardless of what you feel and what you're thinking about everything. I asked you to do this. I asked you to follow me. I asked you to obey, and you said yes. And I just lost it. I absolutely lost it and I just, I lost it, and I don't, I basically just sat there, and <laughs> I wish I could say some angel landed on me, but that didn't happen, I sat there, and I just pondered his worthiness, I pulled out my Bible, and I read of his, of his worthiness, I read about He's the only one worthy. He's the only one worthy to open the scroll. He's the only one worthy. He's the only one deserving. He's the beginning. He's the end. And I found myself just going in my word, in the word, just to his attributes. Like, you're the alpha. You're the omega. You are you you stand on a sea of glass on the right hand, the Father. Like, you are worthy. You alone are worthy. And I, I just was like what is going on with me um and I just started asking him like what 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 the heck does this look like and I was headed to uh, hang out with friends and be at uh, one of my closest friends uh, women's event that she had never put on it was the first one ever um and I'm going to support her I'm going to to be there for her and and just be refreshed in my own journey in my own walk and at this point, I'm like, I don't care if anybody knows me. I don't care if I touch a microphone. I don't, I don't care. Like, I just don't care. I'm going because I know you're sending me um, and because I know I need this. Like, whatever, whatever's happening right now on this airplane, it was worth all of the money to get here. It was, it was worth this moment. to to hear you and and cry out like God baptize me in your worthiness baptize me remind my soul remind my mind remind and renew your worthiness and I show up to um, Portland that's the airport I flew into and she picks me up and we're on the way home and we're just like instant, like We're those friends that just instantly Just deep dive, like we deep dive Into God and in Jesus and we're just talking about the Lord And we're talking about the word and What's been going on because I haven't really seen Like I've talked to them but I haven't really seen Them in like Five years or something and so It's just this like whole thing And throughout the whole week I'm just telling Her like I really don't care Like I, like I, I would Change my ticket to go home if I don't see his face like I have to see him like I have to meet with him like I have to know that by the time I'm on the plane going home that I've encountered him and it sounds maybe entitled I don't mean it entitled I I, I was desperate I was completely at my end and I'm like God you've got to meet me and it wasn't this end like I'm like in secret sin and I'm like, you know, barely holding on to my faith. No, like this end looked like I'm at the end of me in, in a good way and I need you. I need you to fill me up. I need oil. I need uh some fresh oil. And so when I was um I was sharing with her, I think actually, I actually don't know if I shared this part. I know I did later, but I just told her, I'm like, I'm hungry. Like, I'm hungry for him. Like, I have to have him. And if that means that I'm on the floor at this event, just bawling my eyes out, then I just, like, let me be there. Like, let me be there. And she's totally that friend that's like, whatever, girl, do you. uh, In the best way, do you. Not the do you the bad way, because that's the thing, too. But she's very much like me with Jesus, you know, and it was just this time where I was so hungry and I'd asked the Lord on the plane, like, "Lord, what does the posture of my heart need to be in this trip? And I just heard like, like, how am I going to get to like, yes, a baptism of worthiness, but like, what does it look like practically on my end to partner with this moment? And I felt like he was just like, Shay, you need to show up hungry for me. Like desperate, like desperate for me. And I was like, okay. And, It reminded me of when I loaded a plane in 2013 and left everything, and I went to Africa, and I sold a lot of what I owned at the time, and just to get there. And I went and did a mission school, and I was so hungry, like I was like, I'm going to to meet with God in a third world country, and I'm about to be amongst the poor and broken, and I'm going to see Him move, and and I'm like, He's going to meet me. Like there was just high expectation, eh? Not expectation, anticipation. Big difference, but there was this thing in me that was like, okay. And so when I landed, I shared with her, I was like, I'm about to be the weirdest one in this event, probably, and I just don't care. (laughs) I'm about to be the loudest one in this event, which is not hard for me. Um, And so we go, we have this event, um, and I'm there with my friend, and I'm just like hungry. Like, I'm just laying out on the floor, like, God, you got to meet me. Like, you got to meet me. Like, and just, like, I didn't have, like, just one moment where he was like, here I am. It was just, like, throughout the whole week and a half. It was just, like, constantly seeing him, constantly. And I've had many people ask, like, what do you mean? Like, I need to see your eyes. I need to see your face. Um, I think that can look different for every person. Um, but for me personally, I had a moment in Mozambique, uh, a few moments, actually, Um where I had an encounter with him where I saw him in his full worth. And two sides of that coin is his full worth on the cross of, like, he did this. He paid a high price for me. He made a way so that I could even say yes to this thing, and he's worthy. The other side of that is in Revelations where it talks about he is the only one worthy, and he's, you know, he's got eyes of fire and hair, like all the things. Like, I should just read my Bible, but... You know, and his worth, like his worth, his worth, his worth of me laying my life down and not attempting to pick it up. Um, And so there was many times in in that week and a half where I was just caught up staring at him. And I'm not saying it looks that way for everybody. Um, I have no idea what it will look like for you. Um, but for me, there's a place when I close my eyes and I and I pray about worthiness, and I'm like, God, remind me today that you are actually the only thing that's worth it. Like you're the only thing that matters. And I know we can sing songs about it, and we can talk about first loves being our first loves and keeping them in the right order. But I think sometimes it just takes two seconds to get to get them out of order and I just am at this place in my life where I feel like I'm experiencing a personal revival, and it's simply just because my eyes are on him. My eyes are on him, and I'm not pretending. Um, I think it's in, dang it, I think it's Matthew 25 or 26. I was just reading it this morning. Um, me, turning my Bible. I was reading it again because it's become something that I really try to read often, um, Yeah, Matthew 25, but it talks about the the 10 bridesmaids. Um, And there's five, right? Like, so they're all waiting. They're all waiting for the bridegroom. And they all take oil, but only five of them take extra oil. Only five of them um, have more than enough oil for however long that they're waiting. The other five only show up with a certain amount of oil. And they, you know, the bridegroom begins to make his way to them and they don't have any oil. They run out of oil and they look at the other five that have extra and they're like, give us some oil. And they're like, we can't like we can't because then they're going to run out of oil. And, And it's just like, oh, my gosh, like. Like, they won't have enough for all of them if they share it. And so they look at him, and they say, you need to go to the market and get some really fast, right? Like, you, like go go buy some more. And um, the bridegroom comes, obviously, and they're not there. And I'll let you finish the story It's Matthew 25. But I, I just came to this place, and a few years ago, the Lord spoke to me, and he's just like, He was very honest, and he goes, you read that parable as if you are the one that has enough. And I was very confronted by it, Um, and I began to cry a lot in that season um, because I was like, wait, like, what if I'm not the one that has enough? And it became my daily rhythms to pray for oil, to not pretend that I have enough for today. Um, And so all of this is flooding me. While I'm like, Lord, I need to, like, I need to see Your face. I need, I need to know, I need to know that my eyes are on You and not on myself and not on my worthiness, but on Your worthiness. And that's a part of the whole worthiness conversation. Is that we live in a culture that's pumping self worth, and I'm I'm not fully anti that, um, but there is, there is, there is a contradiction of He's the only one that's worthy he's the only one that's worthy and because he chooses to live in us because of who he is there is an aspect of worth within us like I'm his kid and that is a worthy thing um and I'm not saying you know like you know boo and that self-worth is evil it's not I think that it, it can easily become about you and not about him. And then you've kind of gone off into a ditch. Um, it's not the point of this conversation. But I, <laughs> um, I found myself just the only thing I could say again is you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. And um, it started doing something in my heart because I put my eyes back on him, and I was like, it doesn't matter how I feel, and it's not that my feelings are to be negated in a conversation, but they're not supposed to drive the bus. Um, They're supposed to be in the back seat with a seatbelt on, Um, and they're supposed to lead me to him. Everything, every insecurity, every lie, every feeling, every thing, inevitably, I need it to get it back to, to him. Uh, I needed to point me back to him. I need to be the kid that's okay running <laughs> to the father and not running to the to the world or culture to tell me how I'm doing. Um, and so anyway, I, I share all this to, sh- to say that I feel like we're in a season, in a moment. Uh, I'm not a fan of the word season because I don't think this is a seasonal word, but I think we're in a moment where the Lord really wants to make himself known in his worthiness. Like his worthiness, like he is legitimately worthy of me laying down. He is legitimately worthy of me saying yes to hard things. He is legitimately worthy beyond me knowing and thinking I know what's best for me. Like he is worthy. His thoughts towards me are more worth my own thoughts towards me. Um, and I just it's really getting to me and it's doing something inside of me and in my spirit man and in my mind and in my heart that I think we're all longing for um, it's just this like I have to lay down I have to go slow I have to go low I have to put myself on the altar and, and say God you come you come you come and meet me you come I don't want my way. I really don't. I really don't. I live in a culture, you live in a culture that's constantly telling us that it's our way, that we need our way and it needs to happen the way we want it and I'm the center of attention in my world and you're the center of attention in your world. And the truth is is that you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be the center of attention in your world. He should be. And I know it sounds churchy, and I know it's like, okay, well, you know, what's that look like, and and blah, blah, blah. But it looks like you being a lamb. It looks like you laying down. It looks like you yielding and trusting him that he knows better and that he is worth it. He's worth every uncomfortable moment of your life. He's worth every unknown where you know he's asking you to do something and it feels scary and bigger than you and unknown because you don't really know what it is but you know he is asking something of you in obedience and he is worthy of no hesitation. He is worthy of a quick yes. He is worthy of that. And so I don't even know if this story is like really portraying what I want it to But I think that we as a church need a baptism of his worthiness. And I don't know what that looks like for you. I don't know if it looks like you just sitting in your car and closing your eyes and asking him, God, show me your worthiness. I don't know if, you know, if you're at work. I have no idea. But I know that we need to ask for it because that's what helps us stay on this journey That is what helps us stay on the narrow road. That is what helps us stay soft-hearted towards him and others. It is about him. It's about him. I could say that, and it sounds so simple, but it's weighty. Like, it is about him. It's about him and his way, and his ways are better than your way. In us, we we get the opportunity to yield to his spirit and yield to his way and his will, because he's worthy. not because he's going to bless me, not because, yeah, like all that stuff is a byproduct, but it's because he's worthy. He's worth me laying down. he's worth me putting things into the ground and letting them die and letting him resurrect it. like he's worth it. He's worthy, my friend. And I don't know if this story is really fully giving what I want it to, but I just want to stop here and I want to pray that you would know him and his worthiness, that you would be quick to lay down, that you would be quick to surrender, that you would be quick to take your eyes off yourself, quick to take your eyes off of the other things around you, uh, even the people around you, and put your eyes on him. Put your eyes on him and know that he's worthy. He's worthy. He is worthy. He alone is worthy. He is God, and you are not. And I know we live in a culture that's trying to tell us that we get to be God, but we just don't. We don't. You're not God, you are clay. And he is the potter. You are clay, and he is the potter. And yes, it hurts to be thrown around and painted on and chiseled on and crushed when he's like, Okay, I gotta, I gotta start this part of this over. Like it hurts, but he's worthy. Yeah, you know, believe it. There's people listening to this that need. A reminder and this is actually a landing pad conversation for you to begin to experience personal revival again because we are so overly saturated with self we are so overly saturated with all of the things and I'm not saying that we shouldn't care for ourselves or find ourselves to be of value because we are but you are not more valuable than him. And I love you, I love you, I love you, but you are not, I am not. I am small and he is huge. And so wherever you are, I pray that you would just ask the Lord with a pure heart to, to remind you, to show you. Maybe you're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Just ask him, ask him to show himself as the worthy one to you. And watch everything else just slowly begin to fade and your first love. Go, oh my gosh, there you are. There you are. There you are. Oh my gosh. And it's just personal revival because you're like, there you are. And so God, I bless my friends today to know you, to hear your voice, to know your worthiness, God, that you would give us fresh oil today. I can't even survive off yesterday's oil. I need today's oil. My friends need today's oil Today's oil, God. Would you pass out and give out and pour freely of what we need today? Today. Today, God, I thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. You are worthy, God. We set our eyes on you. You're the only one worthy. You're the only one deserving. And we don't just say it because we know it's in scripture. We don't just say it because... There's houses of prayers that sing it and songs and all the things, God. We say it because we really mean it. And if we don't mean it, help us mean it. If we believe, but help our unbelief. Get us to the place where we know that you're worth it. And there's a reason that you say no to things, and there's a reason that you say yes to things. There's a reason. It's because you know what tomorrow brings. And you're worthy of our lives being laid down today. And I pray that we could also lay down tomorrow. And the next day and the next day, knowing that we will receive fresh oil. Fresh oil. To God, I thank you. Help us. Help us, God. Get our eyes on you. In Jesus' name.